Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry once again coming to bring you the Word of God. We're always excited about that. Amen. So grateful that you're here today. So grateful that you're connecting with us. Praise God. It's always an honor and always a privilege to bring the Word of God. And it's even a bigger honor, amen, to know that people are willing to connect with you and hear from, the, uh, hear from God. Praise God. We're just excited about it. Today we're going to go to the book of Psalms. Book of Psalms in chapter 122. 122 of the book of Psalms. And in verse 1, it just says this, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad. You notice he didn't say I was mad or I was sad, amen, but he said I was glad, amen, when he said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Praise God. Today I'm going to talk about, uh, really just give you my perspective of the house of God and why I value the house of God and uh, why I'm excited uh, about getting to go to the house of God, amen. Early on in my walk, uh, when I first got saved, um, I, you know, I, I kind of saw the need for it right off the bat because uh, I just noticed I was different when I went to church, amen, praise the Lord. I was always different. Uh, it somehow changed me and, and made adjustments in my life, praise God. And so, uh, you know, I was always grateful for the house of God. I've always been grateful. I've always loved the house of God. Uh, a lot of times you get to talk about these kind of things and and, uh, of course, people might look at you and say, well, you're the pastor. You should go to the house of God. Well, amen, I agree with that. But uh, I was in love with the house of God before I ever became a pastor or before I ever became a youth leader or anything like that. In fact, that's probably one of the reasons they pulled me in as a youth leader and later as a pastor is because of my love for the house of God. Amen. Last uh, couple weeks that my wife have spoke, you know, she's been talking about the importance of the body of Christ coming together and and coming to the house of the Lord together and uniting. And so, uh, you know, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of things she said, you know, uh, just uh, really just saw, showing us the importance of coming together as a body. Amen. And so I felt in my heart, I wanted to talk from my perspective, amen, kind of a pastoral perspective of the house of God and why we value it, why it's important to us, praise God. Amen. It says here, I was glad. I was glad, amen, when they said to me, let's go to the house of God, amen. Uh, the word glad here is uh, samach is the Hebrew word. It just means uh, to brighten up, to cheer up, to make joyful, and, and to be made merry, amen. So, uh, you know, there's nothing about that that says you're sad or you're depressed about it or anything like that because sometimes some people might feel, uh, you know, Hey, you know, I don't, uh, I don't see the importance of it yet. I don't value it, amen, like you do. So, so I don't see why, what's the big deal about going to the house of God. Well, my heart is today maybe is to stir that up in you, amen, give you, a, give you an idea, amen, of why it's so important, praise God, amen, and why, uh, why we need to be in the house of God, amen. And uh, so I'm going to go, uh, since we're in Psalms, let's do this. Since we're in Psalms, let's go to Psalms 92. So let's back up here. We might do a few references in Psalms here off and on. Uh, Psalms 92. Now, a couple of these references we're going to go to today are some ones that also Trudy brought out uh, in a couple of the uh, Sunday services. And so, again, I, I get it. We're going to kind of dive into a couple of the same verses, but in a sense, just kind of bringing you my perspective, amen, as a pastor, amen. And Psalms 92, and uh, we're going to go 
to verse, let's do like right, verse 12. Let's do that. Verse 12 and read down to the end of the chapter here. It just says this. Uh, it says, the righteous shall flourish. Here we go. Shall flourish like a palm tree, shall thrive, okay, uh, full of life, do well. The, the, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Uh, he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are, here we go, planted. So he's making it clear here. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord. Not outside the house, but inside the house. You notice that. Planted in the house of the Lord. Shall flourish in the courts of our God. There's that word flourish again. Shall thrive. Amen. Full of life. Shall do well. Praise God. They shall still bear fruit in old age, and they shall be fresh and flourishing. Praise God. Fresh and flourishing. Those who are planted in the house. Amen. So those that are coming to the house of God, those that are in the house of God. So I'm just going to say it this way. I always see the house of God uh, as kind of like a filling station. You know, you're going along in life and and uh, going down the road of life, praise God. And every now and then, you know, you gotta you gotta stop and fill up, praise God. And so I see I see the house of God as a filling station, something that kind of keep your tank full, uh, bringing sustenance. Maybe can maybe say it like this: get that that dose of the Holy Ghost, praise God, that you need every week, praise God. There's just something about uh, coming out to the house of God, letting God, uh, you know, breathe life into you every day, praise God, so you can flourish, amen. So you can have life. Uh, so that you can, uh, you know, be well. And what's what's that? Other? To thrive was one of those words. Praise God. I like that word thrive. Amen. If, if we're going to thrive uh, in life and thrive in the body of Christ, then we're going to have to we're going to have to see the importance of the house of God, because once you come to the house of God, get yourself planted in there. Amen. You begin to start thriving. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I see it as a place uh, to get fueled up, to get empowered. Amen. I feel like, uh, you know, we have a race to run. You know, we could kind of spend a whole time just talking about the race that we called to run. You know, everybody has their race. Now, there's a part of that race where we're all running side by side, but you know as well as I do that not everybody's called to run the same race. I'm not called to run your race. You're not called to run my race, but we are called to run a race. And so you got to keep yourself fueled up. You got to keep yourself alive and uh, you got to keep yourself, you know, your tank full, so to speak. Keep the sustenance going in, praise God, in order for you to keep moving on. So you can actually finish this race because, you know, you know as well as I do that it's not about, you know, starting the race. It's about who's going to finish the race. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, we, we, we rejoice every time somebody jumps in and, and starts their race and gets moving forward in God. We're, we're grateful about that. But you know as well as I do that it's, it's really more important about who's going to finish this thing. we got to get to the end, and the only way I see that to happen is that we're going to have to stay plugged in, praise God, so we can keep our tank full, praise the Lord. I also see it as a place, amen, where uh, it's the atmosphere of God. I'm just going to kind of start tossing some things out here, all right? So I see uh, when you come in, it's a different atmosphere, amen. There's all kinds of things out there that try to pull at you. Well, this is an atmosphere of God. Amen. That makes, uh, you know, really it's conducive for God to do something in our lives. Amen. It's a place where God can breathe into you. Amen. Now, I know it's not the only place, but I do know, praise God, there's something uh, about the house of God that when you come in, everything's different. The atmosphere's different. Amen. There are things that begin to happen. God begins to show you things, reveal things. Amen. You begin to come into your true identity and who you are, who you've been made to be. Praise God. I also see praise God. It brings forth, uh, you know, a lot of times when you come in the house of God, you begin to find your purpose. Amen. You begin to find, praise God, uh, the way to, uh, to bear the fruit that you're called to. Man, a lot of people just live life out there 
And they just, they, they get up, they uh, live their life, they go to bed at night and get back up and start it all over again. And it's just, it just this thing, it's just, you know, they go, they go, they go, they live through their life, they get old, and then uh, they just, you know, don't ever seem to accomplish much, praise God, uh, or, uh, you know, fulfill things. They have purpose that maybe never gets tapped, never gets, uh, you know, pursued. And, and I'm not saying that's everybody, but I am saying that there's a big part of the, of the population out there, that's the way they live their life. And then one day they just kind of grow old and realize, you know, I wish I could have done something different. I wish I would have done something different or, or feel unfulfilled or whatever it may be. Amen. But I find that when you come to the house of God, all those kind of things begin to come into place, come into order, praise God, begin to get answers to the questions. Amen. And pretty soon, amen, you're moving forward. And, and according to this reference, it says that you'll bear fruit. Uh, you'll still bear fruit in old age. Now, the older I get, the more I like that verse. Amen. But it says, even in old age, you're going to bear fruit. Praise God. Amen. It goes on to say that you shall flourish in the courts of our God. Amen. That's at verse 13. Uh, again, so flourish. You shall still bear fruit in old age, and they shall be, here we go, fresh and flourishing. Now, the word fresh here just, it speaks of uh a fresh oil, okay, so vibrancy, some life, okay. The word flourishing here, at least in the in verse 14, it's a word that means uh, uh, verdant or verdant. I'm not sure if I pronounce that totally right. Well, I didn't even really know what that word meant. But it means literally to grow and to advance with strength. To grow and to advance with strength. So I see that when you come into the house of God, when you're planted in the house of God, not only does it start bringing some life to you, but even, even in old age, where it says if you will keep going and stay there, stay planted, even in old age, you're going to bear fruit, you're going to keep on maturing, keep on growing, keep on doing things, keep on producing fruit. Praise God. Just a lot of good things that begin to happen when you come in the house of God. So I see the house of God as a filling, as a filling station. Amen. I see the house of God as a feeding station. Okay. A little different. Amen. But about the word of God. In fact, let's take a look here. Let's go to uh, second, or probably First Timothy. That's it. First Timothy, chapter three, please. First Timothy. Hallelujah. Now, I know this is definitely a reference my wife touched on here just a, another last week, I believe it was, and uh, I'm going to touch on it again. I probably won't uh, spend a lot of time with it, but I just want to bring this out in First Timothy. Here we go. Chapter 3 and verse 15, please. Amen. So not only is it do I see it as a filling station, but as a feeding station, a place to feed. Amen. A place to get fed. Praise God. In fact, you know, for whatever it's worth, you know, a pastor, when you kind of look up the, the, the responsibility of a pastor, okay, um, it's there to feed. He's there uh, to feed. He's there to protect. He's there to lead. Amen. In fact, uh, when you see a shepherd and his flock, it's about leading them to the next place. Amen. So they, they're protected and they're fed right. Praise God. And so to me, it's very, very critical to me. It's a priority actually to me uh, to have the word of God. Okay, now hang on here. Verse 15 says this, but if I uh, delay, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourselves. Here we go, in the house of God. So I just want to bring it so we know he's talking about the house of God here, all right? Which is the church of the living God, okay? So we're talking about the house of God, all right? The church of the living God. And he refers to it, he calls it, here we go, the pillar and the ground of truth. The pillar and the ground of truth. Now, uh, the pillar is what holds that which, uh, you know, it supports something, okay? So it supports a covering, 
all right? And the foundation is that which keeps things stable, all right? So it says that we're called to have a covering and we're called, amen, to have a foundation or some stability underneath us, praise God. Now he says the way that happens is by, here we go, uh, he calls it the pillar and ground of the truth, okay? Now Jesus called uh, the truth, he said in, in John 17, 17, he says that his word is the truth. Okay, the truth is his word. Okay, so we know that he's talking about his word. Amen. The importance of the word. Praise God. So I feel uh, that the word of God has got to be a priority, uh, you know, in your life. So where's the quickest way to do that? Well, get yourself to the house of God. Now, you know, as well as I do, we can all, you know, read our Bibles every day and you should. Amen. You should. But it's more than just that. There's something about coming in and letting something uh, feeds you, praise God. Amen. Something, amen. Because we have a tendency when we're all by ourselves, when we're isolated or something, we have a tendency to just feed on what we want to feed on. All right? Now, you wouldn't let your kids do that. Amen. If it was up to them, they'd probably just eat candy bars. You know, now, I don't know, maybe not. Uh, but the point is this, amen. You wouldn't just let, uh, you know, let the, uh, the, the kids just eat whatever they want to eat. No, you're going to make a decision, praise God, uh, what they need uh, to feed right. Amen. So they mature, nature, uh, probably nurture them right, praise God, concerning what they feed on. Amen. Now, it's the same thing with the Word of God. When you come to the house of God, you're going to hear some teaching. You're going to hear some messages, praise God. You're going to hear the Word of God taught. Amen. At least you should. Amen. Now, I know this, uh, this goes out to, uh, you know, I don't know how, how many people out there uh, now. We got, you know, a couple hundred thousand people that, that listen or watch. Okay, some are just are in with our podcast listening, uh, and then we got a group of folks that are watching it, you know, by Vimeo, watching it by Roku, uh, you know, either way. But uh, so I know this message is going out uh, all all around the world, and we do have uh, we we know that. And uh, so I know I'm not just talking to local folks. I know uh, there are people all over the place. Amen. And so I'm encouraging you to find a house of God. Amen. That teaches the word. Amen. Find the house that preaches the word. Amen. Not afraid to preach the word. Not afraid to touch on some things once in a while. Maybe things that even you may not like it. You may feel like once in a while you're getting your toes stepped on. Well, uh, you know, that's okay once in a while. Your toes will heal. Praise God. Amen. Now, I'm not talking about being offensive with the word, but I am talking about that if you do teach the truth, Jesus said once in a while it does offend. Okay, there's times it'll rub you a little wrong, amen, because you need to hear certain things, amen. So it needs to be a station here that, that you come into and feed on. That's why the word of God is so, or pardon me, the house of God is so important, amen. And it needs to be a place where the word of God is a priority, amen. You gotta be hearing the word. You gotta be being taught the word of God, amen. So it needs to be a place where the word is priority, amen, where you see the word of God as the source of life. In fact, it should be alive. If the word of God's taught, there should be something that's alive and vibrant there, praise God. In fact, Hebrews 4 and 12 says that the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, praise God. So there ought to be some life and some vibrancy there, praise God. It ought to be, uh, be the thing that comes in there and begins to divide uh, between, uh, you know, it says the uh, sword of the Spirit uh, there to divide between, uh, you know, what's of the soul, what's of, uh, what's of God, you know, things that are, you know, whether it's, you know, priorities or not priorities, uh, just all these things, this word comes in. And it says it's living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and it's a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. There's the verse, amen. So that's Hebrews 4.12. 
But anyway, the point of that, amen, is that it ought to bring life. And it ought to, at times, uh, you know, maybe even uh, kind of define some things, what's right and wrong, what's good and not, you know, all that kind of stuff. All right. Also, the word, praise God, uh, you know, ought to be something, praise God, that that just, you know, is, is encouraging. Amen. You ought to be encouraged by the word of God. Amen. The word ought to also be renewing your mind every time you hear it. Praise God. In fact, uh, Romans 12 and verse two, it says, uh, you know, being not conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. He's talking about the word of God, renewing your mind, which really just means to renovate. Amen. So sometimes, you know, that word is literally, you know, taking out the old, putting in the new, rebuilding something. That's what it means to renovate. You know, every home that I've owned, I've, I've done some form of renovation in it. I've done some form of, uh, you know, remodel. Okay. And that's what that word means when it says to renew the mind. Amen. To being transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's referring to renovation. Amen. So when the word of God's taught, it ought to be, in a sense, pulling out all the old way of thinking and putting in a new way of thinking. Pulling out all the old junk, putting in the new stuff, praise God. Restructuring things, how you view things, how you see things, praise God. Amen. Amen. So that's to me, is another uh, thing of the house of God. It ought to be a feeding station. Amen. The Word of God needs to be, a, uh, needs to be taught there, praise God. Amen. Let's go now to, uh, let's look at another one here. Let's go to... Uh, uh, I'm going to go to Ephesians. I'll do that. Ephesians, since we're in the New Covenant here. Let's go to Ephesians uh, chapter 5. Hallelujah. I was glad when they said, let's go to the house of God. Amen. Hallelujah. This, uh, it, ought to, it ought to excite you every time you come to the house of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5, please. And let's, uh, for sake of time, let's jump in around... Uh, verse 25, what you got here in context is uh, uh, Paul's talking about the, the, the comparison of, of a marriage with a husband and a wife with the, 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 the marriage of Christ and the church. Okay, so it's kind of, that's really what's being said here. And so verse 25, it just says, husbands, love your wives uh, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So I thought I'd just say that, ladies, you ought to say amen to that. Amen. Husbands, love your wives. Just as, here we go now, Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. In other words, for the church, okay? Verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse her, the church, come on now, with the washing of water by the word, okay? Amen. So there's the word, the importance of the word again, all right? That he might present her, again, the church to himself, okay? A glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Okay, so let's look at this. So he's talking about the cleansing of the church. So one of the things that I see the house of God as, and you know, is a decontamination station. Okay, not only a, a, a filling station or a feeding station, but a decontamination station, praise God. Amen. That every time you come in, amen, you know, there's all kinds of stuff uh, that, that gets on you out there in the world. Okay, I mean, you're just living life. Okay, you're just doing your thing out there. And all kinds of stuff gets on you. It just kind of sticks to you. You know, the uh, worldly pull, uh, you know, maybe uh, all kinds of temptations and negative influences and all this stuff just tries to get on you and stick to you. 
And, uh, you know, it just, it's just the way it is. It just tries to uh, get on you, these spots and, and wrinkles and blemishes and all the stuff that tries to just get on you just by living life. You're just out there doing your thing. All kinds of things get said. All kinds of things happen. You know, you got, you got media and you got work and you got school and you got jobs and all the kind of things that go on. You got relationships, you got family situations, all kinds of stuff that tries to, you know, just, just happens. It's just the way it is. You just live in life and moving forward and all kinds of stuff sticks to you. And pretty soon you get so bogged down. You just get bogged down. But the idea is to get yourself to the house of God so that all that stuff can get washed off of you, praise God. Just something about it when you come into the presence of God and come into the house of God, come into a place where the, uh, the, the Spirit of God, there's a conducive, uh, there, it's just conducive for miracles. It's just an atmosphere that's conducive for, for God to move, praise God. And when you come in there, it's like you get washed, uh, you know, by the water of the Word, amen, all the blemishes and spots falling off. Now, you go out there, and if you don't ever come into the house of God, that stuff just keeps sticking on you, sticking on you, sticking on you. Pretty soon, man, you, you can hardly move and function, and next thing you know, you know, you, uh, you know you're, you're, you're walking like Frankenstein, man, just because you, you can't hardly even function and move because everything's stuck to you. And, you know, I've seen some of you come in the house. You may, maybe hadn't been here for a while, and, and I've seen you come in. That's kind of how you're looking. I, I got to get here. You know, amen. Praise God. Well, I'm always glad you come. Amen. But if you come every week, you keep coming to the house, you stay planted in the house, amen, you keep most of that stuff all, all washed off you, praise God. All that junk that tries to stick to you can't stick to you anymore, praise God, because this is like a decontamination station. You come in there, it's like, uh, you know, you always get a picture of a uh, bunch of guys in, in some quarantine thing. They got these hazmat suits on and they, they uh, you know, they, they step out of that situation and then something's there to spray them and, and kind of cleanse them, you know, then they take that off and maybe another process of cleansing, whatever it may be. But either way, that's exactly kind of how I see it happen. We come in the house and all this stuff begins to just kind of spray on you, kind of get on you, praise God, amen. And, uh, you know, all the junk starts falling off, praise God. That's one of the reasons, praise God, I love the house of God. I always felt like early on in my walk, man, I, it was everything. I just, I just loved getting there because I felt like I always... I felt like I got cleansed. I felt like I got washed, you know, and uh, and I didn't, you know, it took me a while to learn some things, but but it just seemed like when I got there, just it's like it's like I got all the junk. It's like all the junk had to stay outside, you know. So it's like I came in, praise God, and just felt like I was just getting cleansed all the time. So to me, that's one of the reasons I love it. So to me, uh, you know, as this pastor. I see it as a decontamination station, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. A place, if you kind of look at, well, I don't know if I'm going to have time to get into all this, but if you kind of back up in this chapter, it talks about, you know, coming into the light, walking as children of light. But, uh, you know, you see references like John 1, John 8. You see uh, 1 Thessalonians 5. You see uh, here in Ephesians 5, uh, places where it talks about coming into the light. You come into the light and the dark has to go, you know. So all the junk has to leave. You come into the light, you know, it's just another way of saying it. You know, you're getting cleansed. You're getting, you're getting washed, amen, so to speak, uh, decontaminated, amen, because you're coming into the light, praise God. You back up a little further in this uh, book, you come into chapter 4, kind of down there toward the end of that, and it talks about, you know, taking off or, or pulling off the old man, putting on the new man. Same type deal, praise God. You come in here, and what's happening? Amen, the new man's getting put on, amen. The old man's falling off, amen. Again, kind of that renewing of the mind, that same 
building kind of stuff, that renovation that happens. Amen. You just come in, the old guy starts falling off, the new guy's stepping forward, praise God. And this is kind of how this thing works. Amen. So praise God. You know, I always kind of look at it too. You know, you're a, you're a new creation in Christ. You know, old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. And I always look at it when, you know, that even though that's kind of a, a thing that, that's, uh, that's, that happens when you receive Christ, but yet it's this ongoing thing where the old is falling off. Amen. And you're becoming more and more that new creation that you're called to be. We're seeing it more and more. So the more that you come, the more you stay planted, the more you keep, uh, you know, keep coming in and sitting down and getting the word of God bathe you, praise God. Amen. It's like you're constantly being decontaminated from all the junk out there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, let's look at another. Let's go now back to Psalms. Psalms 84. Hope you're getting something here today. Psalms 84, please. Hallelujah. And let's go to, uh, let's see, I think it's verse 4. Let me get to it here. There we go. Verse, verse 4. Amen. And for sake of time, maybe I won't read all this, but um, again, we're just kind of taking a, a fresh look at it, what, how, how your pastor uh, you know, sees it and views the house of God. Amen. And again, I can't say it enough. Um, I... I believed this before I ever became, you know, came into the fivefold ministry, into the, you know, into into ministry in any way, shape, or form. This is this is the way how I viewed it. This is how I saw it, you know, and maybe just kind of a simple way of seeing it. But to me, it's it's what it is. You know, I'm I'm getting my tank full. I'm I'm feeding right, getting nourished right by the Word of God. I'm getting decontaminated every time I come in. Praise God, <laughs> Amen. But another thing is what I like to kind of say it is it's an anointing station, Amen. It's an anointing station. Let me bring this out here, okay? Verse 4 says this, Blessed or empowered are those who dwell in your house, okay? So the psalmist, of course, and I think it's a psalm. I want to say, I'm not sure if it's a psalm. It's a psalm of the sons of Korah, okay? This is, I was thinking it, may, it might have been one of David's, but it's a psalm of, the, of, um, of Korah, right? The sons of Korah. There you go. All right, but they said this, Blessed or empowered are those who dwell in your house. And it goes on to say, They will still be praising you, say la. In other words, stop and think about this. They will still be praying. Again, it's talking about this ongoing, this perpetual thing, but he's talking about this thing of praise and of worship. Amen. See, there's something about coming into the house where you get under some, some praise, some worship. So not only is the word a priority, but the worship and the praise is important. Praise God. Amen. And it's the corporate thing. You know, you can, you can get blessed by reading or listening to something on your radio. You can be blessed by, uh, you know, by, by putting in a, a CD or pulling up something on your iPhone or whatever it may be. Praise God. I got to watch myself. I date myself on this kind of stuff. But the point is this, you know, you can get all blessed by all that. And that's wonderful and definitely can enter in and all that. But there's something about a corporate setting when you come in and worship God together. Amen. There's just something about it. What it is, that anointing is present. Now, the scripture says in, um, uh, let's see if I can find it here. It's Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 10. And it says this in, I, I believe it's verse 27. Let me confirm that. Isaiah 10 and verse 27. It shall come to pass, yep, that's the right one. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because, here we go, of the anointing oil, praise God, the anointing. See, the anointing is burden-removing 
yoke-destroying power. Amen. It literally, the word anointing literally means to pour on, to rub in, to smear on kind of a thing. But that's why they use the phrase anointing oil, all right? Because it's like something that's, that's being poured on you and being rubbed in and smeared all over. Amen. See, when you come into the house of God and you get under some good worship and some good praise, it's like you're being anointed. Amen. Well, what happens then? Well, burdens get removed. You know, whatever the burden may be, you may come in, praise God, have all kinds of heaviness about something. But it's amazing once you get into the place of praise and worship, amen, in a corporate setting, stuff just starts falling off, man. All the burdens get removed. You know, the yokes of bondage. You know, you think about the bondage, the shackles and the chains, how the enemy tries to shackle you down and 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 and, and try to overcome you and push you under, uh, put his put the thumb screws on, so to speak, in your life, you know, but when you come into the house of God, it's like all that stuff starts getting removed and gets destroyed, praise God. Just even in a, in a, in a setting, a house of God that's got not only the word being taught, but you got some praise, you got some worship, praise God, amen. All of it's va uh, valuable and important, amen. All of it's critical to the, to the growing up of a child of God, amen. It's important, amen. So I see the house of God as an anointing station, okay? I also see it as a healing station, which is kind of similar, but, but a little bit different. So if we, let's go back to the book of Acts. Oh, I hope you're hearing this today. Again, this is, this is just Pastor Jerry's perspective, uh, uh, you know, why he values the house of God, why he feels the house of God is so important. Amen. So Acts 2, please. And what we got going on in context, this is the early church. Of course, they just, the whole thing with the, uh, you know, the day of Pentecost and everybody getting filled with the Holy Ghost and they kind of shoot out out of the upper room and just all of a sudden there's a move of God going on. The church now is starting to grow. The early church, you know, has got a lot of, a lot of stuff happening and it's just God's adding to the church daily. Amen. And I kind of wanted to bring a, a reference out. Let's go to like verse 41. I'm, uh, there's a lot of this we could read, but at verse 41, and it said, then those who gladly received his word, and this is, uh, uh, I believe it's Peter preaching here, okay? So those who received his word um, uh, were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to him. Amen. Now, that's, that's quite a sermon. Amen. That would be nice to have that happen every, every week. Amen. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Okay, now hang on. In the breaking of bread and in prayer. Okay, so a lot of prayer time going on here. Then fear, in other words, reverence and respect, came upon every soul, and many, uh, here we go, many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. There were signs, wonders, and miracles, healings that were going on, okay? Now all, now all who believed were together, that's a key there, and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them uh, among all as they had need. In other words, that's, that's part of what was going on. They were here to meet, make sure everybody's needs got met, praise God. And so, uh, verse uh, 46, so continuing daily with one accord, here we go, in the temple, okay, in the temple, in the house of God, and, and breaking bread uh, from house to house, they ate their food with gladness or, or gratitude and simplicity, which just means sincerity, amen, sincerity of heart or simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Amen. So again, talking about the house of God. Amen. Now they all went from the house, went out, broke bread with each other, fellowshiped, connected with people, praise God, new associations that begin to happen. You know, there's a lot of times that's 
That's a big thing about the impartation. You know, you come into the house, you connect with certain people, a different people, a different group of people. You go back out, you start making relationships and all kinds of things, amen, hopefully with the people that have the same kind of, uh, same kind of pull toward the things of God as you do. But you notice here that they're all in one accord in the house of God. Amen. And when, the, when they were in one accord in the house of God, there were signs, wonders, and miracles, praise God. Now, you know as well as I do, signs, wonders, and miracles ought to be happening all over the place. But it's amazing how it starts in the house of God. You come to the house of God, amen, in prayer. You're praying with one another. You're praying, amen, for things. You're believing God together, amen. God begins to show himself strong, amen, in one way or another. All kinds of things happening. You're praising. You're worshiping. Things are falling off, praise God. You're, you're, you're hearing the word of God. You're getting yourself cleansed and all kind of decontaminated, praise God, all that junk just starts falling off. You get prayed on. You get healed. You get delivered. You get set free. You come to know the Lord for those maybe that, that haven't got come to know Him yet. Amen. All kinds of great things. Making uh, not only the house of God a place you get planted in, but you're getting planted in the family of God. Amen. In the kingdom of God. Amen. And you take that, that, that move of God, amen, that happens in the house. You take it out. Praise God everywhere you go. Even from house to house, workplace to workplace, all the things that happen, you become a difference maker, praise God. I mean, that's how this thing happens. You come in and you're made different. And you turn around, praise God, and you go out there and you uh, you make others different, praise God. You help others along, amen. It's just being difference makers, you know, climate controllers, atmosphere adjusters, environment influencers, suburb swayers. I mean, we can go on and on and on, but this is what we're called to be, praise God. But you notice it starts, amen, coming to the house of God, hearing, amen, because it talks about the, the doctrine, their doctrines. They're hearing the teaching. They're hearing what they need to hear, praise God. They begin to adjust how they view things and see things. And next thing you know, man, they're being empowered. There's this there's this uh, you know, this camaraderie that begins to happen, praise God. And now all of a sudden, praise God, not only you got a move of God going on in the house, everywhere you go, praise God, you're carrying that with you, praise God. And the church is getting added to daily, praise God. You know, it said the church is getting added to daily. Let me say it one more time. The church is getting added to daily. That's the way it should work, praise God. It's not about just, you know, going out there and being isolated, us four and no more. No, you got to come together, praise God. God. Amen. And so that when you do go out, praise God, you got something to carry with you. Amen. To be a difference maker. And then once again, you just turn and point people right back to the house of God. Let's go get filled up. Let's go feed on the word of God. Let's go get all the junk washed off us. Praise God. Let's get come under that anointing. Praise God. Let's be healed and made whole. Praise God. All this begins to happen when you come to the house of God. I was glad when they said, let's go to the house of God. Hallelujah. This is why we do it. Praise the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Let's go to, uh, let's see here. First Thessalonians. I want to just, since we're in the new covenant, just about the same thing. First Thessalonians chapter five. And it, it says, it, I just thought this was a good, good reference to bring out. And it just says this. Now may the God of peace himself. I'm in verse 23. Uh, so first Thessalonians 5, 23 says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely or set you apart, make you different, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, how does all that happen? Well, you got to be in the house of God. You get yourself cleansed. And it talks about spirit, soul, and body. It's just, it's amazing that how, when you come under that anointing and under that healing anointing, come on somebody, spirit, soul, 
body, amen, everything gets uh, adjusted. Everything gets changed. Everything gets made well, gets made whole, praise God. Amen. So it isn't, it isn't just a physical thing, but also emotional thing. Amen. Uh, the, the soul, the, the mind, the will, the emotions, all that kind of stuff. Amen. All gets made well, praise God, when you come to the house. Amen. It's just amazing what happens. Amen. Spirit, soul, body, amen, all being made well, praise God, Get being set set apart, sanctified, made whole, and cleansed, praise God. Oh, glory to God, child of God. I'm telling you, this is, this, the house of God is so important in our lives, praise the Lord. Let's go to Hebrews uh, 10, kind of a common reference. And of course, you know, Sister Trudy, she was, she'd been preaching on, on this and been using this reference uh, the last couple of times she spoke, praise God. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time with it, but you can't, you can't really talk about the house of God without bringing this up, all right? So in verse 24 of, of Hebrews 10, all right, and it says this, amen, let us, uh, here we go, verse 24, yeah, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, to stir up love. See, we're considering one another, and we stirring up love, stirring up good works, good deeds, good actions. Come on, somebody. Not forsaking the assembling, okay, of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, amen, uh, so, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. In other words, the more the days go on, the more we ought to be gathering, the more we ought to be assembling, praise God. Now, again, I, uh, Sister Trudy, she talked all about, she kind of showed you through the, the pieces of the puzzle what it means to assemble, amen. So I'm not going to really go there with it, but I'm just going to show you the importance of it, praise God, on my perspective, amen. That when you come together and assemble, to me, it's a true fellowship. It's a true fellowship station. I mean, when you come to the house of God, you enter into a place of true fellowship. Now, there's all kinds of connections. All kinds of relationships, okay, that happen, okay? But we're talking about true fellowship, a true connection that begins to happen, amen, that only can happen, amen, when you got believers coming together as one and beginning to find out who they are together, begin to assemble, praise God, amen. So to me, it's about assembling, amen. It's about coming together. It's about a fellowship, praise God, a true fellowship of, of people coming together, amen. Now get this, it's not about uh, competing, it's about completing. And I find that, man, when people come together for the right reasons, they complete one another. Amen. we're not here, you know, working against each other. We're here working for each other, praise God. You notice he said there in that reference, we consider one another in order to stir up Love and good works, praise God. So it's a place to stir up love, to stir up good works, amen. To me, I see it as um, a place of creative, um, uh, or it begins to create, maybe say it that way, to create a corporate enthusiasm. Okay, I'll just say it that way, amen. I, I feel like when you all come together, it stirs that up, praise God. It, it begins to bring something uh, to pass when everybody starts assembling, amen. Now, another thing that happens you begin to find how you belong, how you connect. You begin to find out, praise God, amen, that you connect to something bigger than yourself. You begin to find out some things about gifting and calling. You begin to find about purpose. All this kind of stuff begins to happen, amen, when you come together, amen. There's a lot of times, as I said earlier in the service, a lot of times people just live life. They just 
bump along, do, do what everybody else does. They get up in the morning. They, uh, they, they're, they're creatures of habit. They, they shower a certain way, brush their teeth a certain way. They go to work. They drive the same road each time. They go do their job. They, uh, they punch in. They punch out. They go back home, and it starts all over again. It's amazing, and that's just kind of how they live their life. And then one day, they realize, you know, they're, they're getting up there in years, and now we're sitting there scratching our head thinking there's got to be more to life than this. Well, to me, this kind of stuff begins to take place, I mean, or begins to take shape, I should say, when you come to the house of God. It's amazing how you begin to find who you are and your callings and your giftings, amen, and you begin to help meet the needs of others. You're starting to, see, you're considering uh, uh, beyond yourself, see, it's what stirs up the love and the good works, praise God, amen. So many good things happen when you come to the house of God, amen, when you start assembling. Oh, hallelujah. Let's look at another reference. Let's go back to Psalms again. Let's go back to the psalm we started with, Psalms 122. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Psalms 122. Now, we read the first verse, you know, about I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of God. But let's read the last verse now because the whole thing is kind of dealing with it. But it kind of sums it up in verse 9. He said, because of the house of the Lord our God, because of the house of of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. I will seek your good. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek, that literally means to search and pursue. He said, I will seek your good, and it literally means all things good and right. So what happens, see, not only, uh, you know, you're coming and you're, you're feeding, you're getting filled up, you're uh, decontaminated, you know, the anointing, the healing, uh, amen, praise God, the, the true fellowship that begins to happen, but you get adjusted. And maybe sometimes this might be the reason sometimes people might avoid the house of God once in a while because adjustments happen. You know, as I said earlier, sometimes you do get your toes stepped on or sometimes you do that one area of your life. You know, you got to kind of be a little bit vulnerable when you come into the kingdom. And sometimes, you know, you're kind of laying your heart out there and you're laying your, your life out there a little bit and God begins to start working on it. So the, the house of God to me, and I'm just going to maybe uh, maybe close with this uh, with this thought, you know, about the fact that it is, praise God, an adjustment station. You come in and you get adjusted. Okay, how you see things, how you view things, amen, your perspective, your focus, amen, you, the way you think, amen, all this stuff begins to be uh, adjusted. Your attitude gets adjusted. I mean, man, the way, you know, how you view people gets adjusted. You know, uh, you know all the kind of stuff, uh, you know, that begins to happen when you come in here, praise God, in the house of God, that is, amen. It becomes a place, now hear me now, it becomes a place to recalibrate our focus, to recalibrate our pursuits, to recalibrate our way of thinking. So when you come in, it is amazing how you can get recalibrated, all right? You know, the Word warns us about isolating ourselves. You know, he's talking about staying away from, uh, from the people of God. There's something about it when you come in and not only you're worshiping and hearing the word, but there's the rubbing of elbows and, and, you know, you're working alongside people and you're being assembled and finding out who you are. But in that, you'll find, amen, that there's always adjustments that begin to be made. Amen. And sometimes maybe at the moment, it may not even be all that much fun, but I am telling you that once you let God work those things in your life, I'm telling you what, praise God, life begins to get better. Things begin to turn around for you, praise God. Amen. So he said here, he said, because 
Because, see, because I'm planted in the word, because I'm, I'm, I'm in the house, or probably the house of God, because I'm planted in the house, because I'm, I'm going to the house of God, because of the house of God, I, I then begin to change my pursuits and my focus. Amen. I will seek the good. I will seek all that's good and right, praise God. Because I'm coming to the house, it's like it causes me to begin to relook at things different, begin to see things different, praise God. It begins to make adjustments. Amen. One last reference. We're going to Ephesians chapter 4 this time. Amen. I know we were in Ephesians earlier, but we're going back there. Praise God. Ephesians 4. And you really can't, you know, minister about the house of God, the family of God without reading out of Ephesians 4. And again, I know that Trudy uh, took some time, went through some of this, praise God. And I'm just going to kind of fly through part of this and just kind of make my point. Amen. Before I let you go today. Amen. It says this in verse 11, Ephesians 4:11, and he himself gave uh, some to be apostles, some prophets, evangelists, some pastors and teachers. In other words, a fivefold ministry, a lot of times we, we refer to it as. Amen. Why, why, what's the importance of that? See, why is it important to have these, these kind of uh, individuals in our life? Praise God. It said, for the equipping, amen, of the saints. So it's what helps equip us, amen, to uh, perfect us and complete and, and get things done and worked in us, praise God. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, in other words, for, uh, for things to get done, praise God. For the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect or complete man to the measure of the stature, and it literally means the maturity of the fullness of Christ, okay, that we should no longer be children, that word just literally means immature, okay, or childish, okay, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the coming, cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. I know a lot being said here, but hang on. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. And from the whole body, here we go, Joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, come on, causes growth of the body to the edifying of itself in love. Now, a lot said there, and granted, there we, we could spend service after service just on that text. I get it. But the point I'm trying to make here is that the reason uh, that we come to the house, or one of the reasons, is that we see it as an adjustment station. We see it as a place that begins to, to, to remove the immaturity and to begin to bring maturity. Amen. It's something about, praise God, when you begin to get recalibrated, okay, in, in your focus and your pursuits and, and uh, how you see things and think things. Amen. That it begins, amen, to bring a thing called maturity in our life. Amen. You begin to mature. You begin to push back immaturity, praise God. You begin to grow. You begin to develop, as we see in this, in this text, in, in truth, right? You begin to find out who you are. You find out your identity, your true identity in Christ, amen. You begin, praise God, to get equipped, amen, to be able to do the things that you're called to do. Amen. It's amazing what begins to happen in the house of God. You begin to, uh, it becomes a place where you can bring your part, bring your supply, I mean, and you can begin to do your part. Amen. It's, it's, in, the, it's in the house of God that all this begins to work. Praise God. Amen. So again, the house of God is, 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 is an adjustment station, no doubt about it. But I'm telling you what, praise God, 
you let all that kind of stuff happen and work in your life. You get all the stuff off. You get your, your mind renewed. You, you, you know, you get healed. You get delivered. Amen. That anointing's there flowing. Praise God. You get some worship, some praise, the word. Hallelujah. Everything going on. Praise God. Man, you leave different every time. At least you should. Amen. And if you're not, you need to get to the place that allow that to happen. Praise God. Amen. So I'm hoping that you heard something here today. Again, we see this, the house of God as a filling station. As a feeding station, praise God, a place to get decontaminated, so a decontamination station, an anointing station, a healing station, praise God, a true fellowship station, amen, and an adjustment station, praise God. Now, that's just your pastor's perspective on the house of God, praise God. So I hope you got something today, praise God, hallelujah. Father, I give you praise and glory once again for the word of God. Thank you, Lord God, for the people of God that had an ear to hear and a heart to receive today that you open the eyes of our understanding, that today, hallelujah, we, we had some clarity. We got some revelation of why the house of God is so important in our lives, praise God. So I'm thankful, Lord God, that you open the eyes of our understanding, hallelujah. And I give you the praise and the glory for this people, amen, taking us higher, taking us deeper. For that, we give you praise in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed.